Hello and welcome to another episode of Another Music Podcast with me, your host, Harry Chris Robin, and my fastidious. I actually looked at the word fastidious last time and it means like good attention to detail. So, my fastidious co host, Jazz Boy! Yeah. <laughs> I, right, um, we've started to finally do these calls over Discord and Discord has aggressive noise reduction uh, technology on the microphone. I heard, I heard. One millisecond of that, and it was really loud. So who ah. knows what the rest of that sounded like? Only, yeah, I'll only check the my, edit. Uh, oh, my show. signal looked fine. <laughs> I'm sure the signal looked fine, but um, Discord was like, nah, mm-mm, no, no, yeah, don't that, want no, that. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you've uh, you've changed the way you're saying your name in the opening of this podcast. Uh, I think that's good for cultural reasons. <laughs> if you want to know what I mean by that, listen to the last two. Yeah, we'll do a like a. Uh... Around the world thing, maybe. I'll do a, a Russian... Oh, oh, Jesus, that was the worst one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> of all, of all I the was countries gonna... in the world that you go for. But the worst thing was I was trying to lead towards the joke of saying, oh, I'll do it in an Indian accent at some point. But I ruined that by starting with Russians. <laughs> Never mind. You've lost all credibility. I'm, I'm cancelling you. I'll do Australian, that's fine, they're fine. <laughs> this uh, another music podcast where we come together to talk about music and stuff. Uh, last time we spoke about gear uh, that we use, guitar and effects pedals um, otherwise, but this time we're going to just talk about a specific guitar brand. But before we get into it, uh, Matt, where can people find you on the internet in the wildy wild? Mm, you can find me at jazzboyfuckiconTM. Uh, that's on Instagram and YouTube. Um... Trying to think, what have I done recently? I've definitely. Oh well, I haven't properly posted anything recently, but I've been working on some bits. Been working on um, that stupid guitar thing from Crossroads, that eighties movie. That's like Steve Vai just wanking off on guitar. It's really fun to play, but it might take me a while before I actually upload anything of that because it's very hard. Um, but I have been working <laughs> on some reels as well, so they'll be coming soon. Oh, good. Yeah, I saw your um, story earlier today. It was like, yeah, fuck you, Steve Vine. You're just playing this thing. I'll be honest, I never watched Crossroads. I've only seen that clip where it's him playing against Steve Vai. And I was like, I'd, it, like mm-hmm. for the guitar people among us, it's like he's like, it's Steve Vai. He's like absolutely shredding it on an Ibanez gem. And this guy's on like a, on a, on a Fender telly. Don't get me wrong. Love the telly. But it's like, it, it's like, it's you can really see the Hollywood storytelling that they're trying to do here of mm-hmm. like you know plucky underdog versus Steve Vai and everyone who knows would be like Steve Vai would just like wipe the floor with him. Anyway, you can find me Harry Chris Robin <laughs> on YouTube and Instagram at Harry Chris Robin for all sorts of covers and stuff. Um, what have I done recently? There was the cover of Hysteria with the original guitar track removed coming out the day after we record this, so a week ago. I released my cover of Time Is Running Out with the original guitar removed. Um, so let me know what you thought of that in the comments of the video, or if you think I'm just trash. Also, let me know. Anyway, nice. What we're going to do today? <laughs> what we're going to do today in today's episode? We're going to talk about uh, Manson guitars. Um, it was yeah, last last time we spoke about gear that we used, kind of our, our humble, humble origins. Um, some more humble mm. than most. Um, but Matt and I kind of have... Uh, peaked may not be the right word, but we found our way to the realm of guitar ownership that is having a Manson guitar. Uh, so, uh, Matt, this one was your idea. So let's let you kick it off yeah man so i was just thinking like mainly i was thinking like shit i need to come up with an idea for the podcast um because we've got a couple in the pipeline but they all some of them need a bit of work like a bit of research beforehand hell yeah um so i thought well what do we know a lot about already that we don't even really need to try to look up anything although we can look up some stuff if we want to go on muse wiki or manson at some point we could do that but uh yeah we'll talk about manson guitars and um the thoughts that kind of came to my head i wrote some of them out in uh my notes app actually what was it actually come a little bit prepared today i'm shocked i I don't know it's very rare (laughs) um so yeah it was kind of like uh why don't we start off with the kind of topic of like are they worth it to buy to own a manson guitar um i feel like we can come at that from like a couple of perspectives so Mm. to start off with like obviously i think a lot of people who are looking at manson guitars are muse fans um and i think if you're a muse fan from my perspective 
I'm not sure if it's worth it to get a Manson if you're a Muse fan. Now, I say this because um, even their cheapest models, I think, are like 500, 600-ish. That's without any of the the cool effects and everything that you kind of think of when you think of Muse. And a trend I've kind of noticed is a lot of people who... Not a lot of people. There's a, there's a minority, let's say, of Manson owners who can't really play the guitar very well. And so I'm kind of like, maybe you'd just be better off getting a nice telly if you're not quite... I don't know, maybe... What's your thoughts on whether skill level should be appropriate to whether you should buy a Manson or not? I'll let you talk for a bit because I just ranted for a while. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally see what you mean with that, with that. I mean, I've got... I have like several kind of thoughts... Compo- uh, uh, sorry, um, contrasting thoughts at the same time. End of the day, it's a f- you know it's a it's an open market. You can buy st- if you've got the money, buy whatever you want, mm. right? Capitalism, capitalism, um, uh, delicious, delicious capitalism. Um, yeah, it makes sense uh, that you can buy whatever you want because if you've got the money for it, or if your mum's got the money for it, or your dad's got the money mm-hmm. for it, then 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 go for it. If you get something that is quite pricey, then that's potentially quite a good motivator to want you to go further to push those skills um as far as you can really get them or kind of like keep you energized and motivated to get something good let's look at it from the other angle where you get your first guitar that's like 50 quid in one of those kind of really crap packs where like the neck is the size of a tree actions all over <laughs> the place and it sounds like a wasp in a jar you know if you're going to put the money behind it especially for like, let's say on the subject of Mansons, if you're going to get a Meta series Manson, so an M, uh, MBM one, MBM two, the MBM one, uh, which is currently at least one, one in l- right hand is left in stock on Manson Guitar Works uh, at four hundred ninety nine quid. Now, for a starter guitar, that's v- eye wateringly expensive. I'm just going to say, mm. I'm just going to say that if like Manson's like cheap, affordable guitar is really not priced at your first guitar. It is priced as your second or third. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think for me, I don't know. I totally see the merit in the argument of like, well, if you get a really good guitar for your first guitar, you'll feel more motivated to play or whatever. But I think that's only like partly true. And I think the standard of what is a good guitar to learn on is so different to what that may have been in like the eighties or the nineties. Cause now like, I mean, I work at a music shop, so I'm playing guitars, guitars all the time that aren't Manson's and nine times out of 10, I'll pick up um, a telly, like a Squire telly or something like that. And um, it's maybe like one ninety, maybe two twenty or something like that. And it plays fine, man. Like I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. Like this is great. So I think the quality of starter guitars are much higher now. So it's arguable, arguable that you don't need to go and spend six hundred, seven hundred quid on a guitar ever. I guess. No, that's a that's a very interesting thought. I wanted to ask you about that because obviously you know you do work in a in a in a music shop where you're exposed to a range of guitars consistently, where you can just pick them up and play them. And you know, while you, I guess, working there, you're encouraged to learn what they all sound like. Mm. Um, as opposed to me, who would go to a guitar shop and maybe try and play two or three guitars before being being asked very nicely to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's the benefit of working um, at a music shop. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I'm glad to say by by your standard that you know that the quality of you know, the affordable guitars is actually has gone up. Um, that's you know probably through capitalism, you know competitive markets wanted to like improve themselves as much as they can that's one of the plus signs of capitalism i guess mm. um it's really good to see um but taking it back to the manson thing it's definitely not a, it's definitely not a worthwhile first type guitar because one it okay right here's the big thing it carries that matt bellamy baggage doesn't it mm-hmm. you, you pick it up and you expect in your mind you're gonna sound exactly like matt when you say if you're so if you, say you're a beginner doing that you're going to pick that up and think, I'm going to sound exactly like Matt. When it's like, then if you've done your research, you'll know that you won't because it's got none of the toys in it. It's the pickups are all wrong. The only thing that has got any resemblance to it is the logo that's on the ne- on the neck or the headstock and the shape of the body. It's like picking up a Telecaster and expecting to sound like John 5. Yeah, definitely. When I say they're not worth it, I'm talking for like the general majority. And I mean, I kind of include myself in that as well, because I'm not like loaded at all. The reason why I have a Manson 
um, is because uh, it was my 21st birthday present and I basically like used my savings to get it. I can't, it would take me at least a year, maybe a bit less than a year to afford um, that same kind of Manson again. Um, and so by that standard, I'm kind of like, if, because at the moment I'm currently tossing up, like I want a new guitar, one a guitar that I, I kind of need for some of the stuff I'm doing is either a seven string or a Floyd Rose guitar. And I'm kind of thinking, do I get that in one? Do I get a seven string really cheap and a Floyd Rose that's an expensive one or whatever? And I've looked at Manson's and thought, oh, what do I do? I, should I look at a uh, uh, Floyd Rose, whatever? But I'm like, it's not justifiable to spend two and a half grand on a guitar when I could spend 600 and get a decent Floyd Rose system. But in saying that, if I wanted a, uh, what's been part of my decision making has been like, well, if I wanted to, I could kind of kill two birds with one stone, get a Floyd Rose, Sustainiac and Fuzz Factory Manson, and then I don't need to buy any more guitars or at least any more Mansons ever again. But that's purely because I like the aesthetic of it. It's not necessarily to do with the, because now that I'm playing more guitars, it's not necessarily to do with the quality of the feel or anything. Because I mean, you could probably get like, what, one of them headless guitars that have got multi-fan frets or whatever. And that probably feels way better to play than a Manson. But aesthetically, it's not lined up kind of thing. And I think that's part of it almost. Yeah, that is that is very interesting. Um, and I, I know that you've been looking at looking for a new guitar and kind of going with either the, the seven-string route and the six-string route. It's been interesting kind of, to kind of see how your brain kind of is is kind of dealing with that every time we just chat about gear or, or just or, or whatever. As someone who's got a good guitar with like trem lock on it, I really see the value in it. But that's someone who who has that, but then also uses a hybrid string uh, setup on the guitar. So when I detune my guitar, it I don't get some of that kind of over excessive slackness with the strings. Mm. So I'd be like, get the Floyd Rose, and then just maybe even get some thicker gauge strings on like one of the guitars and use that as a your detuned guitar to simulate a seven string is as it were that would be my compromise but you know i don't want to impose my will on you with mm. that that's really nerd level talk right there <laughs> <laughs> um impose my will impo- yeah right i mean so my view in terms of uh, is it is it worth it because i feel like i'm just pussyfooting around the the the, uh, the topic it really really depends it's not it's not worth it as your first first guitar right as a manson right mm-hmm. let's let's go in for your mid-tier let's go for your for your ma's the kind of the, the normal run of the mill ma's not the 25 year um, anniversary edition or whatever it was with glitter mm, in mm, because mm. they went for a little bit more money i think just because of the glitter if you ask me um because they could uh which <laughs> so my first one was from 2015 um single call sustainiac in the neck and the mbk to pick up who we, we talked about those in the last podcast i won't reiterate or retread the same ground um and that was 1700 quid i'm just gonna say how much they were just so that we know what we're talking about yeah yeah definitely. um and it was yeah I was, i'd like had my eye on on that for a while you know, as it was then it was my rationale for it was influenced very much because it was it was a guitar brand that matt bellamy used i was not buying this guitar because it was the matt bellamy guitar because it isn't it's the MA, mm. not the signature series. Didn't really care about having a guitar that had the same body, like shape that he had. It was more about the quality of the brand behind it. That was my motivation for it. It was it was a different choice. Uh, it wasn't a Fender. It wasn't a Gibson. I'm not I'm not going to buy a Gibson ever because I think they're a bad company. How dare you? <laughs> I wanted something a bit different, and you know it's it's homegrown. It's British. Is Manson. Uh, the, f- the fun fact behind it is uh, uh, Hugh Manson was John Paul Jones's bass tech, so there's some like iconic music pedigree behind it. Uh, they've been making stuff like that like since like the seventies. His brother makes a, a fine, fine, fine acoustic guitars, so mm. it's got some real knowledge behind it. That's what I really, really was drawn to, and the fact that the brand was good enough for Matt Bellamy to meet Matt Bellamy for to effectively exclusively use them for his entire career bar a couple of guitars um here and there during their career but also you know not at the beginning of their career and then to for them to go strength to strength to you know him being you know the owner of it or like the majority shareholder or whatever it is mm-hmm. 
it's it's you know it's a good sign of like build quality that was what i was really drawn to price was a bit eye-watering but i couldn't really understand how that worked was it because it was like you know they're not a big massive commercial guitar maker they are a couple of people in exeter or somewhere way down south you're right yeah Exeter. Um, yeah you're right (laughs) yeah i know it's down i know it's from down there it's more like how close to exeter is it um you know way down there um just plucking away uh but from what they've been able to do is really build a massive um I would say a substantial kind of like reputation behind it. Like I, a year, many, many years ago, I say many, like six, seven, when you'd buy a signature from them, it would take 14 months to mm. get to you. Right. If you bought custom or bought whatever. And now with the, uh, the um, resource that's been pumped into them because of the, you know, the, they've been able to build a good brand behind it and the, the cash injection from that, uh, they've been able to really to kind of turn those times around to get them out really quickly to you. It's bodes really well for what they're going for. So that's kind of, maybe that's, that's jumping ahead. So we're looking at the mid-tier MAs. I think that was really good for that kind of guitar where you've you've been playing for a while, you wanted something really special, something that's got a few extra toys on it that's going to kind of push you extra mile. I thought it was great. Back then, I thought it was great. Back now, I still think it was great. Mm. I love that guitar. It's been, I've you know, modded it here and there a little bit over the years. Um, actually, well, a little bit. Um, there's a coil top on it that doesn't work. <laughs> only, nice. I put it on there partly because I put it on there partly because I trashed the original volume put on there because I was using it so much for volume swells and so on. So that was just like n- normal wear and tear. But then I also took out mm. the kill switch to put in a kill, kill button. I've really enjoyed playing with it. Now let's look up. Let's, you know, look to the, um, well, I'm going to skip over the, um, the kind of the 25th anniversary one. Let's just lump that in with the MAs, right? Let's current pricing for the MAs starting at just under 1500 pounds. Don't know what that is in US dollars, Um, but that's with no toys. That's with a kill switch as that's, that's the closest thing to a, uh, a mod that's on there. Then Mm. you're going up to add about 400 pounds for your Sustainiac in there add around uh 500 pounds to add as uh, to add a fuzz factory on there that's with or without um going up to two thousand pounds for a one with a midi screen but again that's without a sustainiac in there if you want uh, a manson ma let's say in black just because that's what i'm looking at <laughs> with a sustainiac with a sustainiac in there currently according to the website is actually that's just the demo so that's a couple of uh that's about 100 quid down it's at now out of stock manson ma with the sustainiac with xy pad that's like top tier level toys that's like my guitar 2400 yeah 2449 pounds now i might be completely wrong because it is four years ago that I got mine, so that's also possibly part of it. But I think mine was two thousand two hundred and something. So um, price has changed a bit. But can you really blame them post Brexit and everything and all that bollocks? Well, inflation. Yeah, and in fucking inflation and war and whatever. Um, so yeah, I I would argue. I was thinking about it because I was listening to what you were saying, and you actually brought up a really good point that I've kind of kind of forgotten in some of my criticism of guitars and manson etc and that's the fact that they are a fucking like independent tiny guitar building company and i kind of feel a little bit bad about some of the stuff i've said about them i've not really said anything super negative about them but i have kind of it's one of those things where i'm like oh shit it's really hard it's easy to forget that um they are just an independent Biz, like especially like tiny business kind of thing and now thinking about it i'm like actually when you know that companies like i don't know fender core all these other guitar makers have access to these massive factories in multiple locations in the world it's no wonder that they can churn out similar quality level of guitars for half the price it's because what you're half of what you're paying for with the manson is the hand-built or hand-assembled aspect and also i guess the idea of if you're british it's like oh it's a british company i'm supporting british guitar british music kind of thing that's a big motivator for me Mm. now i'm not some 
so I'm not an awful kind of nationalistic type person. I I think there's just something nice in, you know, supporting, you know, local business mm. or kind of, you know, homegrown stuff. I'd say the same to anyone from any country ever, you know, support what what is local to you or what is in your country. Mm. Climate change. You know, by by German right? if you're German. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Germans, you can buy all the diesel amps that you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will let you, but I'm going to hold all of the voxes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's it, it's that. It kind of makes me feel. It got a bit of pride behind it, but there's like there's that little bit of like you know British pluckiness in in what in contributions to music. Mm. It might not be massive. But it's carved out a nice little niche for it. It's across the world. It's um no uh, throughout the world, around the world. I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> not across the world, around the world, and inside because I'm a hollow earther. Um, no. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and I think um kind of what you were saying just then, you're like it's it's made a name for itself and across the world is like a British thing or whatever. Kind of in some ways. It's maybe a really tenuous link, but it kind of makes sense in my head. So I'm just going to go with it. But it's kind of like what we said about how Muse, this was two podcasts ago, Muse have kind of now gotten to the stage where they've been around so long that the bands, there are now bands that are just as valid and just as good as them, but are completely reliant on Muse's existence to exist, like Nothing But Thieves, Royal Blood, etc. And so in some ways, I think it's quite funny that now you're starting to see more and more MAs pop up with other musicians and also let's not forget skin dread um what's his name mikey demas has got um custom mansons so i think actually it's an interesting one i think if you're in because i still i don't know i mean this is an all over the place podcast but uh (laughs) but if you're an artist and you're making original music um and you're kind of doing fairly big-ish gigs, like, I don't know, 100 capacity, and you're actually doing stuff, I'd really recommend an MA, I think. Because I think, depending on the genre as well, but I think it would be, I think they're really great guitars, especially if you're a British band or, like, that kind of thing. Like, it would, I think it would be quite a good thing for those kind of artists to have. Um, and in regards to Muse fans, I almost feel like they'd be better off with a modded meta or... Um, spending the real dollar and going up to the MBs and stuff. So, right, in my, my response mm. to that, there's, there's two responses I've got to that. We were gonna, I was then going to look at the signature series yeah, yeah, of guitars yeah. that they do. Uh, that's, that's currently live on MatsuGuitarWorks.com. My knowledge about what's been on there historically is kind of a bit wobbly, especially with the first Matt Bellamy, the MB uh, signature that they did mm. way, like, way, way, way back. Um, I'm just going to talk about in, what you said in terms of like buying 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 British, but in terms of buying it from Britain because you're in Britain. They also have a couple of dealers throughout the planet. So it's the ones in the UK. They've got mm. one in Japan. They've got Imperial Vintage Guitars. Follow them yeah, on Instagram, by I the way. Them as well. um, out in the States, in Burbank, California. Yeah, Burbank, California. Uh, Belgium on Omega, to- oh, Omega, those the ones Omega Guitars. Follow. Yeah, there's uh, Switzerland's Backstage Music. Uh, follow them on Instagram as well, only because they reached out to me and they were like, can you give us some videos of you using your man's uh, I was like, yeah, sure, here you go. Uh, uh, lead Music in Geneva, Bangkok, uh, and then also Kuala Lumpur. You can buy Manson's f- 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 physically in shops in those places. You know, you know, all they are mm. are just retailers. They, you know, they send them out to those shops in hope, in hope to that they sell them. If you look on like Imperial Vintage Guitars um, Instagram, when they just pan across their wall of guitars, there are about three mm. mountains that you can see off the top of my head. You know, it's good that they get out there. They kind of push the brand a little bit further. Um, in terms of that, the other point I was going to have uh, with the shape of the of the guitar that people can buy, I think that. Manson really should double down further mm. with the MAs, um, if you ask me. It's obviously, you can see why they want to like um, favour the signatures, but the MA seems to be their own shape that they've got, which comes really with no baggage. Yeah. Apart from like people that may want to use it. Graham Coxon from Blur fame and his own solo career fame has mm. a customised MA. Well, he's got two. And that obviously came from being in that um, 
the Jaded Hearts Club band with Matt that he probably hooked him up with. But it was just like, yeah, I'm going to you know, use this as well. The bassist from Royal Blood has got a, uh, a oh, yeah. bass that I think he's only ever he's only ever been photographed with i've never seen him oh, a bit like the chris walsenholm uh, manson bass then <laughs> <laughs> um dave grohl was pictured uh with a manson uh many years ago um he used it once and that was it mm. he never ever used it again kind maybe that says something about him well he's always playing hollow bodies isn't he so i guess i don't know if manson are great at replicating the sound of a 335 whereas a les paul or a telly or a strat i think they're great at doing just that no very true um i know that manson approached the guitarist from nothing but thieves mm-hmm. for either a full endorsement a full exclusive endorsement of of to use manson's or maybe get him to use like a couple um he never took them <sighs> up on that i i've got no evidence to back that up i i only know that because people at, that work at the man at manson told me point blank Right, I've got. I, I did not film that conversation. They just you'll just have to believe me. Um, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense because nothing but thieves are toured with Muse. They, you know, they know of them. They've got that kind of very familiar mm. sound, and they're another. They're a they're a similar market to Muse and listeners that would make sense to kind of have that synergy with that audience. Because uh, I really think that Manson really need to get away from maybe the over reliance on the Matt Bellamy kind of guitar body aspect of things. I think they really need to either. Um, go harder with some other people like really kind of get a bunch of like Mikey Dima stuff out the guy who made the Oryx one I can't remember any of these people's names or, or kind of really um, just really get away from that because I think in the long run it might be potentially damaging to the brand if they stick exclusively with this kind of like Matt Bellamy signature kind of aspect that they've got now I'm only saying that because of the number of signature guitars that they have released over the years now we might get we'll probably get into that in a bit mm. that's talk we're talking the mega books guitars, oh yeah, right? yeah yeah right so i think you know you know you know what what's um is there is there worth anything doing more of the john paul jones stuff you know bases that they've got really kind of diversifying the content the content the uh, products that they're making but also just making brand new things that for you just your average joe i'm not saying make a new cheap 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 guitar mm. um, that's not what i'm saying it's more like let's you know, justify your own existence with your own stuff. I think in the long run, that would be good for the brand. Mm, in aligned with what you said, um, I feel like they should come up with an MA or maybe a slightly different, like a Strat style body or something. I don't know, that'd be interesting. Um, or whatever, maybe an MA is the best one to do it on and introduce some sort of electronics in it that Matt Bellamy has never used in a guitar. That would be, I think that would be the best thing for them to do because then I don't know what you could do. I'm sure there's loads of things. There's lots of pre-existing other guitars that have got electronics in that Matt Bellamy's never done, like MIDI pads or something. I don't know. Um, uh, there's loads of stuff you could do. Um, and I know my point is that I think they should try something new to get away from the whole signature series that they've done before so that they can potentially break a new market have a new angle of stuff whether that uh, but something that actually is a, uh, a guitar that's geared towards a new genre that they've that their guitars haven't really touched on before so maybe something that's got a maple fretboard bright colors mm. single coils right something that's kind of good for yeah. kind of your soft blues your funk your soul your your potentially kind of more of like your reggae stuff but that'd be that'd be super duper duper niche um something <laughs> that that they haven't quite that the guitars haven't kind of leaned toward before because so far they've leaned towards like, you know, rock, hard rock metal with the Oryx stuff. Right. Yeah. I almost wonder if, um, well with the, with the MAs and obviously the MBs, it's kind of like a combination of the best of both worlds of a telly and a Les Paul. So I almost wonder if they should try and do something like a, a strat, with elements of a hollow body or something like some other weird combination. I've got it. Yeah. A thin line. Yeah. Oh there yeah. We go. We've, we've got it. There we go. The Manson thin line. Yeah. And they'd, they'd have to put in, um, coil tap would have to be like standard on it. And oh, they God, should put yes. in like a, one of your 10 f- way pickup selectors or whatever with P nineties. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. So ever since that guitar that I built myself, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Why a 10 way switch is not standard in guitars that normally have a five way switch. It mm. op- opens up so many options. I think the three, yeah, the, the three position switch that they put in their guitars wasted. Mm. It's pointless. I think I like really think like they should, um, 
put stuff in there that's really going to open up what pickups can do. And it can be done. They've mm. done partnerships before with Bare Knuckle, Bare Knuckle Supply, uh, the electronics that will open those sorts of things up. I really think that they should, uh, d- um, because of what's uh, what they've done uh, recently, which has released those special limited runs of those PF1, uh, yeah, PF1 pickups with a new cover on, you know, they do dabble in pickups. You know, mm. let's let's open up what, these pickups can really do. Yes, on their own, they sound like this, but let's coil tap them. Let's put them in parallel or series, mm. give you the options. I'd like to see them do that and to open up a new guitar that's got no baggage from what it's done previously um, as a basis, as a bed to try out these new toys that they want to introduce. I think that'd be really good for them. Like really simple stuff, really, really good technology that already exists. Like, you know, 10-way switches mm. are not new. It's just throw that in there, see what we can get. Manson, if you want some inspiration, I'll lend, I'll loan you my uh, jelly caster that's got some, um, like, shit-hot uh, bare-knuckle pickups in there that are massively inspired by you guys. <laughs> but um, uh, it, 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 there's, some real, there's some real kind of great sounds you can get from that. Actually, going back to your Dave Grohl point, one of the positions on that guitar really sounds like a hollow-body guitar. Mm. And I think I've said that before. Um, and it's like, it, it doesn't make sense. This is kind of like a, a thinnish Jaguar style body that's sounding like deep and rich, like a, like a semi-hollow. I was like, what is this? That's what I think that they should do moving forward. We've, we're jumping all over the place. I know we are. This is a great one. <laughs> so, right. So the signature series, this is all for those of you at home. If you want to play along, just go on mansonguitarworks.com. We've just looked at the MAs the, or the M series. Uh, we're now looking at the signature series which includes the meta series which is the mbm1 and the mbm2 now we've already covered the mbms but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but we haven't uh what was in there was that is probably worth talking about is the mbm2 sustainiac in meta blue which is the only difference between the mbm uh, the normal mbm2 is that it's in blue and therefore is like a hundred quid more um it's a stunning blue it looks great um, it also includes the John Paul Jones e-bases, um, which look amazing. They look really good, but that's not really what we're here talking about. We're, f- we're focusing on the Matt Bellamy stuff. Let's just be honest. So <laughs> the first proper Manson, because the, the, the meta Mansons are all court Manson. So it's like not proper Manson Manson. The first, first proper signature Manson still in stock actually on their website is the the KR1 in like stage worn. That's at 20, oh, yeah. 2,600 quid. Now that is just the Sustainiac. There's no Fuzz Factory in there, right? 2,600 quid. Oh, it's always now, depressing when we get to this page. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I think there's, there's several elements to kind of really consider with this. Exclusivity, mm-hmm. desirability, and badge, mm. right? The, exclu- the exclusivity... Matt Bellamy shape in limited numbers. Mm-hmm. What was my second point? I can't remember. I can only remember the uh, t- one, one and three. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember now, but yeah, I can't remember. It, I was trying to build up to the. Um, oh yeah, the desirability. It was more. It was more kind of building up to badge. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. a proper Manson. It's a proper mm-hmm. Manson, so they can they can charge that. So is there an element of just charging more money because they can. Now, with the MBM1 Mansons, or the M2 as well, because it's with Court, they're made in Indonesia. So they're made in a cheap factory that they can just churn out and pay people a pittance. Mm. That's capitalism. Uh, that, that's what drives those prices down. Just on a tangent, again, we love tangents, the uh, Harley Benton TE20HH guitar that I've got is made in a factory in China and it's, and it's easily available at £85. And it's got no business being as good as it is. For £85, it's ridiculously good. That's how some guitar companies can make stuff that's really cheap because they can get children to make these and pay them next to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. That's how <laughs> capitalism works. I love capitalism. Fuck the children. <laughs> Everyone wearing Nike and Reebok out there? Yeah, your clothes are made by not very well-off people because... I thought you were just going to say not very well people. And I was going to be like, well, yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> Not very well-off people. <laughs> yeah, but with it being made by Manson in the UK, they know we have you know higher standards of living, which therefore informs the extra cost. So I assume that all the proper Mansons, all the signature ones are made, you know, in by hand in the UK by these people, which, you know, have, you know, 
uh, you know, employment law demands that they're paid in X amount and mm-hmm. the standards of living or increased costs, you know, passing, passing the costs onto the customer really in a way that makes mm. sense. So maybe in a way 2,600 quid, which is a couple of hundred pounds more than a fully decked out MA. Mm. Is, is, is that fair? Is that right? Is that couple of extra hundred quid, hundred quid, sorry. Um, is the extra money there just as pure profit because they can charge that? I don't know. They're a private company. They can do whatever they want. I struggle to keep that mentality. Yeah, I do as well. I, uh, no, I, I struggle to get the, keep the mentality at their special, special, special uh, releases. Let's talk mm. about the DLOR Relic Edition. £13,000. Let's yeah. talk about that. I mean... Right, same thing. Oh, you go. I've spoken. Okay, yeah, yeah. You go. Um, I was just going to end one of your, your one of your points about twenty six hundred for that stage worn um, night rider one or whatever it's called. Um, I almost feel like they should, if they could, maybe they don't even have to lower the price of the decked out MAs just by a bit and start the mans the, the MB stuff at like three grand because i mean it's only 400 difference and the other one with the fuzz factory in is already 300 maybe that would make me feel a bit better about it because it would just be that little bit more pricey and so i'm like oh, actually i'm fine with an ma whereas when it's within 200 300 quid and you're already at that price point i'm kind of like do i get a matt bellamy one or kind of <laughs> um it's it's your choice really it's your choice hmm um, but anyway, to go to the DLOR Relic Edition, um, I think to be fair on this one, I'm going to have to get the uh, the page up and look at all the stuff that it comes with. So I mean, I could tell you. Yeah. The, oh, hang on, because uh, my my screen is being a bit funny. No, actually, you might be better off to tell me because uh, my screen keeps dying. So. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So we're talk. Well, going to go to the controls. So mm-hmm. all the toys that are on there. Kill switch. Volume, tone, push, pull, booker, split. Three-way pickup selector, piezo, volume. MXR uh, phase 90 is in there uh, with, you know, with an on-off switch, and there's also a speed switch on the back. There is the, first fa- the ZVEX Fuzz Factory, uh, which has all the usual controls. Uh, stab and compression are on the front, along with the on and off switch, with the rest of the controls hidden on the back of the body. Uh, which you can change through like a screwdriver. Those are the toys that are in there. Almost identical. Almost identical mm. to the to the DL that Matt had. It all it is missing is that Roland MIDI pickup. Oh yeah. Which he never used live anyway. Mm. Um so it's effectively the same thing. Now it's the relic version, so it's you know, it there's an extra three grand on there to throw it down some stairs. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that really to me that just says more about my disdain for relicking for production guitars. Anyway, it's not just Manson. It's like a Fender Custom Shop Stratocaster. Okay, five thousand pounds. You want it relicked? Okay, give us several more thousand pounds, please. Mm. It's like I don't understand the desire of relicking. I much prefer to have a guitar that I'm gonna bump and scuff my own. Mm. I'll have a lot more affinity to that that guitar when I can see every single dent in there and go. I remember when that happened. Yeah. As opposed to, I've bought a guitar that looks like it's been delivered by Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You spent an extra grand or two to get cheaper to worse delivery. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> it, it's a lot of issues for me. Now, when, I, when this came out, you and I were both in the comments on Manson forums or whatever it was, critiquing or questioning the price. And I, mm. I think I chimed in first with saying this is a, it's a bit tone deaf to charge something that high when they've just come off the bat of a new series of meta series where it's like, yes, we are aware people want a, an, a more affordable Manson. Here you are. And then a couple of weeks or mm. months later, they were like, oh, are you enjoying that £600 guitar? Anyway, uh, please give us ten to £13,000. Um, at the beginning of a cost of living crisis because it was kind of it was announced early this year in 2022 around the launch of what's going on in Ukraine which really oh, informed yeah. 
prices and inflation and, and, and people were kind of really alarmed by those sorts of things and i think mm. it, a bit of bad luck but also i did think tone deaf there was a there is a second point but i'll hold on to that i'll let you have your say on that in your view I think it's really hard. I think there's a bit, I mean, especially at the time as well, I was a bit annoyed. Not, I don't, the problem is I wasn't, I was never going to be in a position to even afford it, even if they did make it four grand or something. So it doesn't really affect me, but I don't know something about 13 grand for a guitar that isn't actually the guitar. And obviously if it was the guitar, I'd imagine it more to be like 30 grand or something. But when it's like a remake model, particularly the one that isn't relic to even look like the part kind of thing, and I think the relic one has a few more authentic bits in than the non-relic one, I'd still expect the non-relic one to be three nine nine three nine 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 three thousand nine hundred ninety nine is where I would expect four grand. Yeah, four grand is where I would expect that DLOR to be, and then the relic I could see makes I could understand at like seven thousand five hundred, maybe eight grand. But the, it just felt I don't know who it was for, if you know what I mean. And that's not an issue. I think like was, you said, it, Manson. It was for collectors who are just going to keep it on a wall and look at it and not play it. Mm. That's genuinely who I think that was for. It's going to be for rich white men. <laughs> to just go, I bought this as this is an investment. They may not even know that the guitar that they've got that got, they might just go, look at this really expensive guitar. I can drop three three K on that and watch my investment grow. Oh, this fancy guitar mm. company they make this, whatever. Very cynical view. That's not hundred percent of the audience, but I bet you there may have been an, an element of that in the excuse me, in in, in some of the clientele that were buying this mm. I'm fu- I fully accept that's very cynical there's a lot of emotion behind this for me as well it's like mm. you know I've, I've been following them for ages uh, you know bought uh, bought two of their two of their guitars really like what they do love that they wanted to make an affordable guitar for, for newer level guitarists and really opening it up and really bringing people in to experience that that level of product and then they kind of dump this it's it felt a bit disingenuous it, it, it felt it felt like a piss take in a way. No, not mm. piss take. It felt, uh, what was the phrase that I used? It felt tone deaf. Is all yeah, I, I can totally see that because I was definitely on that side when it happened. But I think after having this conversation today and being reminded about a few things, so it was a very limited stock, wasn't it, of the DLOR relics? Extremely limited. I'm thinking 25 a piece. Yeah. And then I suddenly think, okay, well, how much should a, a top tier luthier get paid to make um, a guitar kind of from scratch almost. And then actually you start going, well, if there's only 25 made and they've all been made by hand in the UK featuring parts that have come across the world in a time where it costs 10 times more to get things across the border because we're geniuses and decided to leave the EU. Um, but um, it suddenly starts to make a bit of sense because it's like 13 grand is like, well, that's paying part of someone's wages, man, as well. Like a good chunk of that is the yeah, actual that, work, that, almost. Yes, that's the other side of it. That's where I'm thinking, right? Like lean back on my things I've praised them for before. You know, being being a British-based guitar maker, yes, we have to kind of charge higher. They brought in the guy who originally wired up the DeLorean for Matt. Mm. So, you know, and, and, and that's an extra cost that, uh, that they had to do, and it's all hand-wiring. If you've ever seen the, the pictures of Matt's original um delorean you can with all the panels off off on off the back of it it's just covered in wires that mm. guitar is essentially a hollow body yeah so there's a lot of work that goes into there's a lot of work that goes into that mm. which i think which may have actually like which would have given them some um, some extra kind of press with it i think that that's may have should have maybe have just gone into detail on like on the creation process of these guitars Mm. Not just to say, here they are. It's like the it's like the first Manson that Matt had. Here you go. I think what yeah. should have happened. This is only because I work in in digital communications and I'm aware of branding and I'm a, I'm a content creator on YouTube. They should have just had an absolute field day with this, right? This is just it's making guitar that's got loads and loads and loads of content to make from it. From doing interviews with the people making it with Matt, with Tim, with that guy who wired it originally, mm. to then doing a couple of videos on them actually like, you know, carving in the wood, putting the aluminium on the body. 
they're showing the process that goes into wiring it up, yeah. the level of care that they're going into it. They're making all the um, the aluminium plate that they've gone to authenticate it. One, to kind of just call, take the, the audience with them and to say, look at how much effort is going into this. Because it think was... Sold, really, in a way, they mm. sold themselves short. Yeah, I think, actually, now you've said that, I think you're right. I almost think they should have not done the standard DLOR, just done the Relic, and maybe if if they just did that, they could have done 30 or 40 models of it. And then I almost, if you if they did what you said, and like made a whole load of almost like a documentary about it or something um maybe not quite as big as that kind of idea of a project because it was a tw- it was basically a 20 year anniversary of origin as well um slightly late because it was 2022 instead of 2021 you can't really blame them with a the pandemic though um no. so you in my eyes it's like if you featured all that you <clears throat> had videos with matt kind of going like playing one of the DLOR relics and going, this is really weird. This is like my one or being like, oh, this is kind of like mine, except there's this, like, even if it was slightly different, but he had a bit more of a connection to it. And I don't know, maybe on the day it was launched, there was a four or five minute video of him sat in a studio somewhere playing one, playing old origin riffs or something. Then you could charge 15 grand for it. I wouldn't even care because it would be, it would feel a bit more of like an event thing. I think the fact that they released the DLOR, DLOR relic and the DLOR and they kind of, it was just like, oh, here's a cool DeLorean car and a post about it. Ha ha ha. It was kind of like, maybe you could have done a bit more. Like, yeah, I think they really should have done a lot lot more with it. Yeah, like you said, just make an event out of it. Mm. It would have made... Because they're selling it, it was like, this is, you know, the Matt Bellamy guitar. There's no getting away from it. It's when they really should have just, like, gone balls to the wall with it Mm. and just gone, right, Matt, we want you to do all this. Like, come over, we'll get that guy who makes that DeLorean, we'll get him out. Uh, again, because they did a shoot with Matt mm. Bellamy in the in in that in the car with the guitar with it. They should have just gone further with it instead of doing some kind of semi cringe photo shoot with it. Do a proper like deep dive with it where you've got maybe Matt and, and maybe Tim doing like an, an open Q and A. The the approach that they've got for these guitars. Um, why yeah. they're doing it because they could do that on a Zoom and call, man. demo those riffs. Mm. No, 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 like. That are, or, or maybe, but just like get get them in. It, yeah, ah, uh, that's just me. That's just me. Kind of having all these ideas about content creation for them that would have gone down so well, and took maybe that would have maybe that would have made people a bit less angry in the comments of, of those forums that we were in. Mm. I realize that this has just turned this into, this has just turned into a conversation between you and me, and we're apparently turning into a into a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> to go off the, all right. I kind let's... of forgot that there was an audience here. Um, now that's just me getting really kind of nose uh, the kind of nose nose diving into that. The thing that I wanted to mention um, earlier, hopefully this will kind of pull us back. Mm. Looping into what draws me to Manson, it's n- to really it's not the signature signature Manson guitar, Matt Bellamy guitar that they have. It's the fact that it's a little kind of plucky underdog kind of guitar maker that they can do some really interesting stuff with. I think they should really kind of focus on that, make something new or make a bunch of products that that is varied and diverse. Mm. Now I would really like to see them do something like that kind of like that kind of like Telecaster approach that we kind of spoke about before, but really kind of look into the sonic differences that they can really get with that, where they can go, right, here's this guitar, but we've got a range of pickups that we can put in there from from the get-go or like a chop and change sort of thing like so we've got this style this kind of solid well-built manson platform what sort of platform are you going to try and make it for is is it an is it an all-rounder is an out and out metal machine is it a folk thing is it a blues thing and they you know you can you can have when you go to buy it or something you've got like that option to kind of really kind of really throw in there you're going to be asked about um, humbuckers, single coils, P90s. How how many pickups do you want? Where do you want them? To kind of really go in this kind of like semi-custom kind of route where you've the platform is the same, you know, the same number of frets, the same kind of headstock, the same kind of uh, body shape, but you can change up kind of the color that's on there depending on the style that you're going to have. You don't, I don't, I, I imagine you wouldn't really want a matte black guitar if you're going to pl- be playing, you know, folk or something. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> or electric, electric folk. So, but, but you can really go from that because I think that what might do them well is to kind of really diversify the product that they've got. 
to really open up, to mm. get away from what I think in the long run might be damaging to the brand if they really stick with the Matt Bellamy thing. Yeah. Now, I mean, no disrespect to Matt Bellamy. I think he... Fuck you, Matt Bellamy. No. <laughs> he's he's my fav, one of my favourite musicians of all time. I'm not, like, I'm not, you know, more power to him. It's just like, I think they should really show that they can demonstrate they can stand on their own. But if they did that sort of platform, I'd be like, oh, now mm. that is interesting. That's way more appealing. Maybe just keep the MA body, just have loads more variety. Yeah, and maybe they should um, start releasing some Manson guitar products as in sell some of their necks man make their necks available but make sure obviously there's an issue with um like uh what's it called making sure they still identify as actual mansons versus just the neck make sure it's a serial number thing like that's easy enough to do like um Mm. same with the bodies or different uh like you said they sell pickups and stuff so like maybe just expand it a bit and go into the world of, well, do you want to buy a Manson neck for your court Manson or whatever? It will still be a court Manson, but it will have the Manson neck with a serial number that says, this is just a Manson neck. This isn't a real Manson. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Maybe. Um, mm, I like that approach. They can just do a whole series of part casters. Yeah. Yeah. Build your own Manson. That'd be an interesting route for them to go. <laughs> no, that no, that would be good. They could, right. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There we go, man. So, so we we weren't we were being cynical before. We actually are. We do have really good ideas. Hire us. Yes. Although we've just told you on a podcast for free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, maybe we're not the best business people, but we have the ideas. We're just we're just really enthusiastic. We're just big fans. I think we've had uh, a, an interesting discussion there, Matt. We've kind of been a bit all over the place. I will be honest. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to have a bit. I, I was really enjoying like just having a conversation about guitars with you. Just before we wrap up, let's let's talk favorite. Let's talk favorite Mansons. So, if do you want to go, let's go top three Mansons. Full stop. Cool. That could be from the MAs. It could be like from the signature ones. Although I think that we may just go with signature Matt Bellamy ones just for recognizability. So, do you want to give me top three? Okay, top three. Um, oh, this is going to be tricky. I think in the top three. Okay, let's let's say not not necessarily in order then. Okay, these are all these are in my top three then. The Manson laser that was like a cracked mirror finish with the lasers that came out of it. Fucking loved that guitar. Um, probably the 007 is in there, and then I think uh, it's a toss up between the Mirror Manson. And the red carbon fiber with the XY pad for me. Those are my favorites. Hit me with yours, Daddy O. 007 or Blackhead or whatever one you want to call it. The one that Matt threw into that dumpster that one time and let someone actually steal it, but then got back that one time. I can never watch the uh, Absolution Tour bonus footage ever again because it actually really upsets me to see that him just throw that away and some redneck just picks out of a dumpster. Ah, it's his guitar! (laughs) Yeah, it's just some thug. I'm like, you bastard. No, that one, it's a stunning piece of uh, of gear. It's got so many toys in it. It looks great and it sounds amazing. Um, The original uh, one with the Chaos Pad, well, it's XY Pad in it, the double the double P90 in the bridge. Mm. Um, the one that he would use in, like in, uh, for Invincible, uh, that one. Uh, and then the third one, I think, yeah, uh, just go back to that, that last one guitar, just because it sounds incredible. Just because of the sonic capabilities with the, the pickups that, that were in that is very, very unique that they then did, <clears throat> uh, do again with the double neck that they made, but then also the, uh, the, uh, the mirror chaos that they had. Mm. Um, that would make me say oh yeah the mirror chaos very short lived and it sounds incredible but it's kind of cheating because it's pretty much the same guitar now I don't want to say the cra- the laser Manson because that's what you said and I don't want to have too many t- choices but the early the early custom Mansons were the most interesting ones because they were mm. truly unique and original I am <clears throat> I'm gonna say the blue chaos one that he used for break it to me on simulation tour just because Bright color, bright blue, uh, in a bold statement, and it also had that nice kind of very fine blue trim, blue blue LED lighting around mm. the neck of uh, the body as well. 
just something a little bit different. Holy shit, that's very left field. Yeah, um, he started using it again. We well, used it once for newborn this tour, but um, it, I, I would say, and you may agree that the earlier, the earlier in the career, custom mansions were the more interesting looking ones. And you've got the Delorean, you've got your Crack Laser, you've got your Bomb, you've got your Mirror Manson. Mm. Since since about, especially from like Resistance Tour onward, you know, mate, bar the the double neck and the the mirror chaos, um, they've all just been sexy paint job. Yeah, um, it's it was the second law when he was like, I just want matte black guitars, and then it was like, oh, okay, this is what we do now. <laughs> That's basically yeah, what happened. It was like a defining moment. It was like, oh, it's kind of a bit dull. It's not, but they're still exciting. But it's like there's not that much variety, which is kind of why I like that blue chaos one that they've got, which is like, oh mm. goodness, some color. <laughs> yeah, it's very different, isn't it? It's quite nice. Heavens. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't oh, like the red. I don't like the red alert ones. They're too. Uh, despite red being my favorite color, I, they're just something is just not. Is not is not doing it for me with those. Oh, I quite like the red alert ones. There, uh, they were possibly <laughs> going to be one of the ones that I was going to grab at some point. Um, I think just no. how sleek they looked with the the bridge pickup, the the bridge that they've got on them. It's a slightly different bridge piece than some of the other ones that don't have um, a chaos pad or a fuzz factory in. It's a slightly different bridge, um, which I think looks super sleek. Oh, well, it's got the, it's got the kind of the smaller bolts that it holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, all of the, oh yeah, all of the, all of the, man's, all, all of his ones with that kind of bridge setup where it's a, not a hard tail with tunematic bridge. They're all, they've all got that now. No, they they, oh, that. It's so, it's such a yeah, nice it's, bridge. It's since, since about drones tour, they've started to use that. Shows you how much I pay attention to. <laughs> I don't know what it's properly called, but they've started. They've started to use that. Um, yeah, I yeah, I spend too much time looking at these guitars. <laughs> All right. Well, how about one last question to finish off? What would your dream Shoot. custom Manson be? If you could do anything you want, put anything you want in it. I can go first if you need some time, but <laughs> go 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 first. Okay, go first. so the one that I've always thought would be really cool, I would end up calling Darth Vader, and basically, um, <laughs> it would be a uh, probably an MA body shape, um, mm. fully stealthed out. I might go for like a slightly different headstock. I've always found tellies with Strat headstocks to be quite interesting. Um, so I think I'd probably lean into that as well to just give me a bit of distance from Matt Bellamy. Um, it'd be fully stealthed out with a chaos pad. Um, I'd want a red LED trim around the full body of the guitar, like his neon or LED ones that he had for Dig Down. Um, I'd love that. Oh, yeah, um, Tron yeah, yeah, I'd really love as well to have a mirror plate on it the same way the old MA2s had, I think. Um, mm, and then maybe a bit of ish. because then I think imagine if you had maybe not quite mirror but like Darth Vader's chrome that he's got on him so it's like dark mirror and then you'd get the bounce of the red LED off of that and it would look fucking cool the other thing I've wondered as well is it would be very heavy so you'd have to drill a lot into this but um, whether you could do concentric pots for volume and tone one part of them being fuzz factory controls the other being volume and tone controls Oh my god, that's so. That that's would be insane. my dream guitar. <laughs> that is that is insane. Manson, hit me up. Jeez. How much will that be? Twenty grand, thirty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Well, that does sound that does sound incredible. I like that. What kind of like what pickup setup you kind of would you go in there? What kind of angle in terms of tone would you want from there? I think I'd probably want the MBK2 bridge pickup. Um, yeah. I would need, if I was going to do this, I'd want to play a few more Mansons and see whether I'd actually lean into a double P90 or stick to an MBK2. But definitely that and probably a Sustainiac in the neck because I just love, regardless of the sustainer function, I actually really love the sound of a Sustainiac pickup in the neck position. It sounds so perfect for what i envisage neck sounds to be but i'm like yeah don't really want anything else no that's very fair that's very astute it's it's good when you've got all the gear that when you've got gear that you want and it sounds good for everything mm. and not having to compromise 
like that. I think, right, so for mine, I'm stuck between MA body or a JAG body. But considering there's that guitar that I built, which is a JAG body, maybe just go for an MA. But in a bright colour, not a matte black. Maybe in that kind of that nice blue that they have. Something, mm-hmm. it, for me, a bit different from what I've not had before. Single coil sustainer in the neck, right? Not the not the humbucker one. Not much. Not a massive fan of that. Interesting, because I like a, I like a jangly tone for my kind of neck sounds. So I want something mm-hmm. a bit jangly, which is why in that guitar that I built myself, I put a single coil in the neck. Um, either go for the double P ninety setup, which would be a pair of kind of a very mid power P nineties, like the the Nantuckers that are, that that I kind of mentioned previously. They're not that powerful, but to, when they're put in together, then they really are powerful. Ten way. Pickup selector. Do I want any toys in there? Would I? I don't think I'd. I'd I don't think I'd benefit from putting the toy from the, the toys in there, other than the um, the Sustainiac in there. Maybe something to do with like a, a nice little like kind of neon light strip around the body <clears throat> that yeah. is integrated, like pr- like fully integrated into the body. It's not like kind of over, so it's kind of got it's grooved in there, mm. seamless. So it would I guess be a purple, something that's gonna that's a color related to the blue. Wouldn't it wouldn't be something that's um, uh, a different color, and wouldn't be one that kind of would change color. Um, definitely a six string, um, but definitely that Manson headstock star. So you can do this kind of Tomarillo style behind the nut scrapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably have the color of the headstock black to offset the color of the body. Goto tuners uh, and kind of the aluminium, tr- the aluminium like knob control stuff just to kind of get, get that extra level of nerd in there in terms of what's going in there um that would be mine and mm. i don't want to put a midi sc- i don't want to put a midi screen on there i don't use mine that much it feels a bit gimmicky after a while you just want i want a guitar i know what you mean i find remote, not a remote control yeah i do i mean as much as i love my ma because it is my only manson um I do find that I very, very rarely use the XY pad. I think, to be honest with you, I'm, all I need to do to use it more is just get off my arse and buy the right cables to plug my um, KP2 into my pedal board, etc., and um, literally do that. I think the reason why I'm a bit hesitant to use it is because I bought a wireless MIDI thing from... I'm not going to name the brand in case I'm just being stupid, but it just didn't work or I couldn't get it to work. And so that kind of put me off when I first got my Manson. But ever since you sent me and showed me how to do the, the whammy MIDI stuff with it. Um, sorry, mm. not, not that, you know what I mean though? Like connecting it yeah, was yeah, yeah. just when I'd connected my whammy pedal to my computer to do map of the problematic stuff. I thought, what if I just took it out of the computer and put it into the guitar and see what happens kind of thing. So I mucked around with that for a bit, which was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is a it is a the only reason I would want that in my dream custom is because I quite like the idea of getting a custom that is similar to the 007 in that it's basically everything you could ever want in a guitar. We said about 20 minutes ago just to quickly wrap up and then we spent 20 more minutes talking about stuff. We've done it again now. There we go. This we is just... like an hour and a half. Woo! <laughs> 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 Well, I think I think we've kind of covered some interesting things there. Uh, and end of the day, Matt. End of the day, Manson guitars are they worth it? I would say they are. There's a lot of good to be had from them. Some interesting designs from them. I think they've got some real potential moving forward with diversifying their product. I think they just need to steady on with that course. What are your thoughts to that? Yeah, I think so. I think. Um... Earlier in the podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm not sure if they are worth it. But then we kind of discussed like, well, actually, they probably are because they're an independent business. They're UK based. They're like the instruments are high quality, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I'd say they're totally worth it. Maybe not worth it if you just want to sound like Muse, because like we've said multiple times before, you're not going to buy a guitar or a pedal or an amp and be like, I sound like Muse now. Um, (laughs) So don't do that. Um, But yeah, no, I think Manson's are great. and yeah, I think there was something else you asked me to talk about, but I cannot remember now. <laughs> no, I can't remember either, but I think we've got the main sentiments across. Great, great guitar makers, I think, championing mm. them, but not for the reasons that you might think. Not really that fussed about their signature series, all in all. The guitars that they make under their own steam, with their own mind, 
is where mm. it's at. And I want more MAs from them are the, the best. future like that. MAs are the best. Yeah. Best guitars out there. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me as always, Matt. It's always a pleasure to just ch- chat absolute nonsense with you. Before we go, where can people find you? And is there anything that you'd like to plug coming up or that you've already done? Uh, you can find me at jazzboyfuckike on TM um, on Instagram and YouTube. I am on TikTok as well. I think that's the same same handle. Um, I recently got a very highly viewed TikTok and it was just me mucking about for my job at uh, my music shop. But anyway, uh, yeah, as I'm on there, I'm going to be releasing some reels soon. I'm also working on how many covers now? Um, this is how I do it. I just do it in bulk. So I think I've got a Will of the People cover, We Are Fucking Fucked cover, um, a Psycho cover, and mm. Microcuts cover coming up. I just need to, basically I'm terrible at recording video, so I just need to do the videos of them and then they'll be ready to go. Um, but that's me. What about you, Harry? Uh, you can find me, Harry Chris Robin, on Instagram and YouTube. I always feel like I need to say Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. Um, yeah, YouTube and Instagram, that's where you can find actual stuff that I actually you know, want to put out into the universe. Uh, what have I got that's come out? Uh, I have by now released my cover of Time Is Running Out. Ooh. Uh, a cover I've done with where I've removed the guitar from the original version so the guitar you can hear is 100% from me and there's no hiding uh, so if you think the tone's crap go for it or if you Ooh. think it's really good go for it um, I'm working on a plug-in baby cover of the same thing uh, sneak peek I'm also working on a psycho cover of the same thing as well so maybe Matt we could release our psycho covers Ooh. at the same time have a psycho off <laughs> Psycho off. Very cool. I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. So yes, uh that that's where we are. Uh so until next time, uh I've been Harry. I've been Jazzboy. And thanks for listening. <laughs>